0: Peace, peace. Hey. What's up, you guys? It's Aria. E. And Yodi. And you're tuned in to Dissol Radio. That's right. Your favorite twins are back talking all things music and culture. Because two takes are better than one, but twin takes are, are even better. better. And we're back. Back with another episode. Mm-hmm. And we're super, super excited because we have a very special guest. We have costume designer and stylist. Please welcome Nadia Tillen. Woo.
1: Yay. Happy to be here with you guys. This is this is fun.
0: Nadia, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. We are
1: so happy to have you.
0: We've been trying to track you down for a while. So super happy that you were able to pencil us in. Feelings
1: are mutual. I'm happy to be a part of your journey. I've been following you guys for a while, so this is really cool.
0: I know. We've been like we've been friends in the internet space. Right. But we officially saw you in person a few weeks ago and i was so shocked i was like this girl in person like she's in real life yeah, i
1: know i know right <laughs> i know it's like online it's like a totally different world there so yeah. we love it
0: i love those moments when it's like so unexpected and you're like finally it happened yes <laughs> um but yeah no we're super excited and for those who aren't watching But are listening. We just have to state right now that your look today, Nadia, is fire, head to toe. Yeah, you you. fit. You fit the title. (laughs) Uh, Period.
1: Yeah, it's just you know casual, just like running out the house, girl. (laughs) That day to day look. I really had
0: to think about what was I gonna wear today (laughs) because we have someone that's so into fashion i was like i have to get my look right
1: i think it's a scarf actually just like a little accessory will go a long way yes <laughs> Trust me. yes amazing yeah. and we're
0: gonna talk a little bit more about your style and the work that you do but before we get into that let's start from the very beginning for the little listeners out there who was nadia as a child if you can look back and reflect for a second oh
1: gosh yes um i think about that a lot too i mean I was always Artistic mm-hmm. um, My dad put me in art classes growing up My mother was an artist My grandmother was an artist mm-hmm. um, I just loved art um, That's just how my brain works mm-hmm. And I know that because when I was a little girl Like maybe elementary school t- Eight, ten years old My dad enrolled me in one of these like Classes or programs Where they have like a a doctor or a specialist that kind of like checks you out, makes sure makes sure that you're, you know, learning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on track and like, mm-hmm. you know, like just to just to be sure. And they did a series of tests and they basically told my dad that she's like exceptionally well creative. Not so well in like maybe like analytical things, of course.
0: Interesting.
1: And he said that she would make a great architect.
0: <laughs> oh wow. wow. That's a very specific it's
1: it's, <laughs> it's so specific it's specific because... <laughs> At it's like, that young of an age? Well, he's like, that's just like a career path sh- that she potentially could follow in. because mm-hmm. of the way she, she learns. Interesting. So it's funny because it's like back then it's like, okay, well, they didn't really... Maybe they didn't realize how many creative careers there are out there. It's mm-hmm. not like he was going to say she'd be a great costume designer or something. That's like, true. It's very yeah. specific. They so. had no idea. And it's just like styling and costume design it is like architecture you're using like visual and shapes and it's almost like math and i was always really good at math Mm. like i was always the top of my class with math because for me it was visual Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i could see the numbers and i could process it in my head easily like it just makes sense to me everything else i'm not so sure about but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like art math i really love that and um i always did love fashion because of my mom and my grandmother my grandmother was a fashionista even until she was like 90 years old. She wore all her rings all the time. She always had a both her hands were full of rings, turquoise rings. I loved, and um, she always had red lipstick on even at like 95. Before she passed, she was always yeah. We love it. She was always love great. a red
0: lip, so it's in your DNA.
1: I think <laughs> so. I guess yeah. It has to has to be. It came natural. So wow,
0: that's so amazing to hear. And it's so interesting because I feel like that really speaks to how style is innate. It's not necessarily yeah. taught yeah. or bought. Yeah. Um, and just to hear that it ran through your your blood, essentially, yeah. from generation to generation, is really powerful.
1: Yeah. No, I believe that. I think it's. I think it's a natural thing that you're that you have or you're born with. I don't think you can really teach somebody that. I mean. Mm. You can be the smartest person in the world and and just not have a clue of how to put an outfit together or mm-hmm. what why colors go together. It's <laughs> right. just like it's 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 just a it's just a thing. I mean, I love that, you know, there's so many programs to teach you how to do it or to, you know, advance in that craft that you already naturally have. I I do love that, but yeah, I think it's something that you kind of just are born with. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. I, that's why they call it, like, fashion sense. It's like a sense that you have, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's
1: true. So okay, I feel I like...
0: Know. I know. Yeah, okay. that's, that's... You just have to have a sense for it. Yeah, I agree. So it's clear that it was innate, and mm-hmm. it was in your blood. But how did you discover your own sense of style?
1: That's a good question, because I think about that a lot. What is my style? I don't even know if I have, like, a... a I can pinpoint my style and what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like doing things that are different and I just kind of like mixing patterns and colors together and I just for me even dressing myself like I get dressed in the morning and I always like put something on or take something off and I just know I look in the mirror and I'm like okay this works when I was in high school I really liked things that nobody had like it was like Mm -hmm. if they don't have it I want it like Mm -hmm. no like I like what everybody else was wearing, I was always wearing something different. It's easy to fall into trends just because they're popular.
0: Right. But I understand that feeling of just wanting to stand out a little bit. Yeah,
1: I guess I did want to stand out.
0: Yeah, I think that's the cool thing about style and fashion. In any capacity, it's it's a form of expression. Right. You know, if you want to communicate something or if you want to command a room or if you just want to you know, elevate your vibrations. Like if you're having a bad day, but you want to put your, like, uh, put a look together to make you feel good. Yeah. Like there's, there's so many different reasons and motivations for putting a look together. So it's always interesting to hear uh, what inspires people even on a day to day basis. Yeah. So before we get into the work that you've been up to lately, let's talk about how you got into the industry because it's super vast. Mm-hmm. It's, super competitive right how
1: did you get your start in the TV industry or just fashion in
0: fashion general? In, in general and even costume as a career as a career like what made you realize this is a legitimate path for you and you just wanted to get your start
1: you know it's so crazy because I didn't know when I was growing up like I mm-hmm. we didn't have like internet when I was in high school mm-hmm. basically that right. kind of came later like Google and everything yep. um and so unless you were born or you you grew up in new york or la you really didn't have that like natural knowledge like Mm. the way like new yorkers might have because they just it's everything was was here right um so i had i didn't really know like about costume design necessarily like i knew i love fashion and i naturally just wanted to be a stylist i mean i had friends that wanted to be hairstylists and makeup artists and Mm -hmm. my thing was fashion Mm -hmm. i mean even as a kid i was like my friends would call me, like, the fashion police.
0: Like, in elementary, <laughs> elementary yeah. school, I guess I was And just the fashion like, police was huge. <laughs> like, here's Nadia, the fashion I police. I know Gen Z may not know, but <laughs> if you turned on
1: E, you would find out what to wear and what not to wear. I was so... I was very, like, upfront with my friends. I was just like, no, that's not working. <laughs> and so... They, I can imagine little Nadia. <laughs> I know, it was so funny. Um, but yeah, so then um, I loved styling naturally. Mm-hmm. I started doing my... Um, own photo shoots with friends. Like, I was just, like, setting them up. I was like, hey, do you want to do a shoot? I was borrowing clothes from other friends, from, like, vintage shops. I loved vintage shopping. Oh, my gosh. Like, just, like, digging for mm-hmm. gold, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, my friend was a makeup artist. I had photographer friends. And then at a certain point, I was like, well, I can just shoot my own stuff. So then I got a camera, and then I took photography classes, and then I was just made a, I made a portfolio. And then... Um, I knew, I knew at a certain point I had to, if I wanted to do fashion, I had to be in New York, obviously, cause mm-hmm. you know, there's not a lot of opportunities like that in other States. So, um, and I started researching, you know, stylists and then it was so funny because Patricia Field was like one of the first people I discovered mm-hmm. by researching what is a stylist? What is a stylist? A costume designer for sex in the city, like one of the mm-hmm. most iconic shows yep. known for their fashion. Exactly. And then it just so my mom knew Patricia Field because she had a store Mm -hmm. in the 80s and my mom grew up in Manhattan and she was like, it was the best store. It was like the most iconic store. That's where everybody went to shop and get unique things. And so I had the knowledge of of that and then learning more about her. I think that was just naturally became a career path I wanted to follow.
0: Mm. And how crazy is it that someone that you were researching and looking up to is someone you had the chance to work with. I know
1: it's it's kind of crazy. It's really like, incredible. Especially yeah. now with everything going on, it's like just a full circle moment. Like I think about that a lot and it's 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 crazy. But I mean, what was Probably, like, the biggest entry to my career path was when I started working in her store, which also was a happenstance as well. I can't explain it. I met a friend and then a friend introduced me to another friend and then she hired me to work at the store. Wow. And um, that experience really, like, crafted a lot of my skills and, like, where I am today because of everything I learned from her and the, and the store. It was, it, it was a store, but it, it was kind of like a school, like a, like a fashion school. Like, Mm -hmm. I know she says it's, um, she likes to look at things from working for her, like a graduate program. Mm. So, um, but every, everybody that has worked for her will say the same thing. It it was literally a school. Wow. So yeah, that opened up a lot of opportunities and, um, and then eventually I, um, ended up kind of like segueing out of the store and then I was doing my own thing and then um, I um, definitely wanted to do film so I started out as a production assistant and then I ended up on a film with Patricia Field. It was ironic obviously because I had already worked in her store and then mm-hmm. now I'm trying to work in the film industry and now I'm on a movie with her. So Just this reoccurring figure in your life. <laughs> <laughs> well you know the thing about her is that she's not always like giving people jobs like she pulled people from her store onto mm-hmm. movies like sex in the city but it's not like she's just like doing that for everybody right, you have to right, earn your place exactly mm-hmm. you, you earn, have to be talented yeah you mm-hmm. earn your place and l- let me see how you work and if i like it then you can keep working with me basically right yeah. and um she, i really owe a lot to her in the film world because she helped me get into the union and mm. she trained me so much and i and then I and then hired me as her assistant costume designer, which is like always been my dream job. So
0: that is so <laughs> that's like the summed up version, I guess. So we have an older sister. Her name is Sophie. And growing up, she was our fashion police. Okay? <laughs> like we, even, all we all need one because she fans. was <laughs> always like no, this doesn't work, (laughs) try this. Yes, And she would always give Yodi and I these ideas of how to style ourselves Mm -hmm. or try new things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would be hesitant, but I would just listen to her because she's always been right in my eyes. And for a stylist, someone in your position, how do you gain the trust of your client to try and experiment with different styles?
1: That's a good question because a lot of people a lot of clients i've had clients that are not very open minded and they're right. very like strict to what they think is best and what they think they look good in and mm-hmm. you know it you lose the creative process but ultimately for me i when i dress people or style people i want it to feel like it is them i don't mm-hmm. want them to lose themselves you can always tell when somebody is styled or like their clothes are kind of wearing them, mm-hmm. you know, mm. instead of them wearing the clothes. Yeah, And, and that's it's important real. because I think everybody has like a little bit of style in them naturally. So it's like, if we can pull that out of you and it can just be an elevated version of that, mm-hmm. that's an accomplishment for me. It should feel like you, just you on the next level. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's still you, but we're here now. Right, right. I like that because At the end of the day, it
0: has to be collaborative Mm -hmm. and you want your client to be comfortable and confident in what they're wearing. So it's kind of like this balancing act, right? Like you want to kind of push them, but uh, also like respect where they're coming from, too, and what their comfort levels look like. No, that's
1: that's exactly what it is. Um, It's a collaborative process it sh- It should feel collaborative mm-hmm. and I think when you feel like you're collaborating with your stylist then you feel more comfortable with them and then the trust starts to build from there yeah.
0: yeah yeah I mean like you see like the law roaches of the world and like seeing that like marriage with someone like Zendaya right like she clearly has sense of style but having someone that you can just collaborate with and have these like big moments mm-hmm. I think it has to be like it has to be a mutual like understanding. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So let's talk about some of your TV work. You have the opportunity to work with Project Runway. (laughs) I I love that show. I think it's such a great concept you know, working with designers and creating these ideas from scratch and then seeing these designs come to life is super exciting. Right. But I wanted to know, what was your experience like? Because you're coming from a costume
1: design perspective. How did you collaborate with this, these designers? That's an That was an interesting job because, you know, it's a competition show about making clothes. So mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. designers are creating the clothes. They're designing right. their own clothes. Right. What my job was, was to supply the accessories for the like, iconic accessory wall mm. got it so every time they have a look or a dress that they made they get earrings and they, we we provide the earrings and the shoes and the hats and the, and the purses and the gloves and like the, the stockings and like we had it all honestly it was like being a kid in a candy store because it was, <laughs> it was I can't even so imagine fun. what that looked yes. like yeah. no um I worked with um, an amazing costume designer named Kitty Boots. She is so talented mm-hmm. and I love her vision and her style choices as well. And we worked well together and we shared that same um vision as well so basically the way it would work is there was challenges we Mm -hmm. they always had a challenge so the cost the designer would create the clothes based on the challenge for that episode or that that week and it was kind of fun for us because we kind of had the same challenge so if there was a theme like um for example just like 80s theme or something Mm -hmm. those were the accessories we had to provide it Mm -hmm. had to match whatever their potential garment would be so we were kind of like you know just trying to Provide a context of like, what would this person design? Like, what is mm-hmm. where are they going to go with this? Like, how where can you go with this? And then the accessories could actually make or break an outfit. Right.
0: So it, yeah. it was almost
1: up to them. It's like, hey, I mean, it's your choice to choose which accessory you want to use. <laughs> They're provided, but you know, it, it was still up to them. But that that was so actually interesting. A fun one. Yeah,
0: that's actually really interesting because you're like accessories, like you said, they make or break a look. Yeah. But then you're providing these accessories for looks that
1: don't yet exist. As you know, when you watch the show, the challenges are so specific. Like you have yeah. to like really find these things that would match that, that challenge. So it was like researching and online and shopping. It was just like nonstop shopping 24 seven, so. Yeah. That's so. I, I do like to shop, so that was that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> the probably the hardest part was that people don't realize is that because there's so many models and you need, for example, shoes need to have like a whole range of sizing mm-hmm. for each individual right. model. Because We don't know which model is going to choose which shoe. So if we had a shoe on the accessory wall, we needed to have. Almost five pairs of sizes of that particular shoe because then they were going to say, come to us and say, hey, I need this shoe, but my model's a size eight Uh, or my model's a size 11. Because you know, models all like have like 11, size Mm -hmm. 11, Mm -hmm. some 12. Yeah. Yeah. So then we had to find that shoe that, oh, but they don't make that shoe in in an 11 or a 12. So yeah, there's there's a lot of behind the scenes challenges that we face too. These are things you don't even think yeah. about. We're like, just the as viewer. viewer as the <laughs> viewer, just, Like we have on. our popcorn and we're
0: just enjoying the show. Right. And yeah. you guys are all over the place. You guys probably have like
1: bags and bags and bags of clothes. Oh my gosh, yes. We had a whole warehouse of just like it was just clothes and shoes and and, and fun stuff too, like glitters and yeah. you know, like we had if you I don't want to give away too much, but Mm -hmm. I mean, like a past challenge was like, I think there was like a fur, Mm -hmm. right? It was like a fur, make something out of like fur fabric. So then we had to find like furry shoes. And and fun tip, um, Katy Perry makes really fun shoes. (laughs) just really I didn't know that that. a really fun shoe line and it is actually like pretty awesome and then she has like all of those like kind of like quirky stuff that you know I can definitely see that very Katie Very (laughs) exactly watermelon shoes yeah
0: so (laughs) when you costume design does your job spill a little bit over into like makeup as well like does the makeup have to kind of
1: coordinate the costume work I think it's also a, a collaborative process with the makeup and hairstylist. Mm-hmm. i do think that um in the television union we try to stay in our you know our lane, lane. our gotcha. place. we don't want to disrespect the the head makeup artists of their craft or mm-hmm. the head hairstylist um but i think like on the show run the world that i worked on that was really fun because we collaborated so well together it would always start with the look what is she wearing okay let me send you the fitting picture. Okay, now they have a place and where to go mm-hmm. based on what you're wearing. I mean, the colors and like, wh- what is, where is she going? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, it's a collaborative. But when, cool, when you ask that question, do you mean like we not physically doing any makeup? No, 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 yeah. not physically
0: doing it, but like having an idea of mm-hmm. what a makeup artist is going to do and like maybe in a way coordinating the look a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think... um like I said, we like to respect the artists and and that's absolutely their yeah. world. Um, but sometimes, like you know, we'd say something like, "Oh well, I have this really strong look for her, and it will only pass if she like has like her hair like straight and long or something mm-hmm. like yeah, or like oh, we, it has to be an updo for this specific look because right. it that's what the story we're trying to tell, right? The so- sophistication mm-hmm. or uh, office or you know, it's it's all telling a story, and we're always inspired by the work
0: that you all do in such a short amount of time. I mean, I could not, I would not survive. Like I couldn't. Sometimes it was only two days
1: turnaround. Mm Yeah, because competition shows are just a different medium within, television yeah reality yeah. tv yeah everything yeah they should have a reality show above the behind the, the scenes. beats right <laughs> right they should do a documentary <laughs> the bts all the, the different
0: B. popular shows oh. i would love to see that yeah. you've done a lot of work for costume design for scripted content like run the world you've worked on joker you worked on Otherhood. how do you approach crafting a look or an aesthetic for a specific character
1: um it's it's a fun process because you read the script and then you develop the looks based on how you think that person's personality would be right. i think for me it's like not just having an eye for like one particular type of style i mean there's so many levels of style like you can tell a lot by somebody's personality by what they're wearing mm-hmm. so we dive deep into their personality that the writers have developed, and then we picture what that, per- how that person would dress. So that process is actually like really fun, um, you know, character building, um, color schemes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, where are they going? What are they doing? I think that's the funnest part about working in scripted TV, mm-hmm. is like you have a story to tell because it's like, okay, they're going to the bathroom, they need a robe. Okay, they're going to an event, they need a dress. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to work out, they need you know, it it's all laid out there like a map for you, so you just kind of just run with it (laughs) to your point right like Mm -hmm. these are things that the audience doesn't even factor in
0: when they're watching because they're so lost in the story Mm -hmm. but i always feel like what's so interesting is that like you mentioned clothing helps tell the story and amplify the story right but i didn't even think about scene for scene frame for frame like what they would have to be wearing or having on them based off of where the story is in that moment
1: Mm -hmm. um so that's really interesting like just hearing you talk about that process. Yeah, um, everyone's dressed, even the people in the background that you see walking across the screens, mm-hmm. they were
0: they wow. Were out, yeah. Oh my gosh, that, that seems like a lot. But I think it's, it's, lot, yeah. it's so essential because I think it further informs the audience who this character is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked a little bit about Sex in the City, but that's a great example yeah. about how these four women who have four different lives, four different personalities, but their their outfits are an extension of who they are. You know, Miranda's not gonna wear what Carrie wears. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, she's definitely not gonna wear what Samantha wears, <laughs> you know, but it's, and, and of course, Charlotte, you know, she's very conservative at times, mm-hmm. you know, and you need that, I guess, extension of who they are. And I think it's such a great way to do that is through what they wear. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and I think the audience connects with the characters better. That's the best way for them to connect with them because Mm -hmm. who are they? Which which Sex and the City character are you? Mm -hmm. Which Run the World character are you? Who do you feel like mirrors you? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's why we love the shows. I mean, it's it's literally from the clothes. Yeah, (laughs) I always have a lot of
0: respect for what you all do because the clothing is just another character essentially. Yeah, and it's the work that you all do, the attention to detail that that dedication alone is just, I'm sure it's more nuanced and more meticulous than we as audience members could even imagine. And so right. I think it's really cool when you explain the process that thats what we're seeing is just a result of your your thinking, of your vision. So yeah,
1: what's really, that really feeling fun?
0: like for you when you decide this is the outfit, I think the
1: character should wear and it comes to life. You get stressed out in the moment, right? Like every job has its stress times. So. So right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you working hard. You're waking up at 4 a.m. for a 6 a.m. call time and mm-hmm. you're doing this, you're working until 2 a.m. and it's just, like all this like stress and then when you see it on the big screens, of course it's like a really great feeling because it's like, okay, it was all worth it for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You're like relieved yeah, a little right. bit, yeah. yeah. All that, all those blood, sweat, tears, yeah. 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 It was worth it.
0: And then of Ooh. course like as an audience member, some of these outfits become iconic fans of shows you know get to replicate or want to replicate outfits Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's really rewarding so we talked about Patricia fields earlier Mm -hmm. but recently she has a documentary it's called happy clothes a Patricia field film and you just went and saw it yes I'm well I'm in it I mean she's in it of course (laughs) she's in it and yeah it's, it's interesting because you have this long history with her and now she's being celebrated for her journey. What was that feeling like for you?
1: Oh my gosh, it was so weird. Um, <laughs> I still can't believe it happened. Seeing myself on like a movie screen was just like the weirdest thing ever. Because <laughs> I'm so I'm behind the scenes. Like mm-hmm. being in front of the camera is not something that I, I'm I'm, good at or I do. Um, so it was a little like surreal. The craziest part about it was that We were working on a show. We were working on season two of Run the World. And, you know, they told us that, you know, they were shooting a documentary on Patricia Field and they wanted to get her process of how she works on a TV show, which just so happened we were doing Run the World. Mm -hmm. So they asked me if I would feel, if I would be okay with being a part of the documentary. And I was like, course like that'd be an honor you know i'm mm-hmm. thinking i'm gonna be in the background just like folding <laughs> clothes but no they like mic'd me up <laughs> i had like the whole thing and then you're working we're working on the show like we're doing our job right and then there's just cameras following us around everywhere yeah <laughs> i mean i've I worked on project runway i know how reality tv works but also there's like you know they're gonna get everything they get so many hours mm-hmm. anything you say is on that camera <laughs> yeah and then <laughs> So I didn't even know what was how it was going to turn out. Right in the hands of the editors.
0: What I love about documentaries is it feels so raw in a way, and you really get this like behind the scenes lens into your
1: your world. You and get to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, actually, well, it was a, an honor to like be any part of the Patricia Field like documentary legacy. I mean, for her, it was amazing. Like she deserves all her flowers. I I just you know think the world of that but um yeah to be a small part of it that that was that was a great experience so for someone that hasn't seen it yet Mm -hmm. what should we expect to see so i think that it's a great film because it does kind of break down the process of like how we develop a character and like how mm-hmm. we put together the looks there's a fitting scene of our one of our lead actresses Brecia Webb that is I love her I love, yeah, I love her. She's, she's hilarious, hilarious. hilarious. She's so funny I love her dearly she's a friend of mine and um, and she's she's so funny and then you'll laugh there's so many laughing moments right I really to you know, encourage people to watch it. I think you'll get a good sense of kind of who Patricia Field is. Even as a kid, you know, I learned things about her that I didn't know either, and it was just like also the people around her that she's influenced, and right. um, she has like paved the way for, and like their stories, and like she really shed light on everybody around her and really? the people that are close to her, even like her close colleague Molly Rogers who is now the costume designer of and just like that the new reboot wow and and not everybody knows this her story and it really shed light on her story and her journey working with Patricia Field for all the years on the original sex in the city Mm -hmm. and now the world can can get a glimpse of that yeah it was a great it was a great documentary for her and and for the world to see like how how she's built this legacy on who she is yeah that's powerful.
0: I love that.
1: Sure. And I'm sure there's there's such a
0: curiosity of her mind and, you know, just her work, you know, with Sex and the City. I mean, it's such there I mean, people till this day, like I mentioned earlier, are replicating Carrie's iconic looks. It's
1: still making an impact mm-hmm. in 2023. Well, that's what makes Patricia Fields so special in how she designs clothes because or she designs the costumes um, is she creates timeless pe- looks so it will never go out of style that's why it always yes. lives on and on and on she said something like she likes clothes that don't die because Ooh, they just live love it yeah they, yes they're always in style they, yes that's so real I yeah. love that so that's that's why that show it can you can watch it over and five over five years and five years ago and it will still it will still work yes outside of tv and
0: film mm-hmm. you know you have done work for artists like nadi natasha and mm-hmm. you've done editorial work um you've helped style Vashti on a pregnancy shoot oh, yeah. so what are some key differences in your approach when you're styling those types of
1: talent versus when you're styling on a tv show or for a fictional character right i mean when you have like a celebrity or an influencer or whoever you're dressing, they already have their own personality, right? Mm-hmm. You're not developing their personality. So like back to what I was saying before, I like to dress people like like an extended version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So like Vashti, she's, you know, she's like a cool street style girl. Mm-hmm. She's a sneaker girl, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, what would a sneaker girl do? How would she do her pregnancy shoot? Right. So it's like, you know, She had a vision and, um, you know, she sent it to me and it was like, you know, she wanted to be very much like little Kim and something like really cool and edgy. Mm -hmm. So we replicated that. um, And then, um, yeah, just different versions of that. Like, okay, we I pulled a men's Gucci suit. (laughs) She's got a big belly. So Mm -hmm. we have the men's pants. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like. You know, putting that together and she was she was really great to work with. Actually, she was very much like, oh, it, whatever you want to do, whatever you think. Like, you know, I was like, well, let's you know, we can co- collaborate, you know. But yeah, she's like, no, you're the stylist. I I trust you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. That's so
0: amazing. she telling you she trusts you. Yeah. It's iconic. I itself. mean, she is a fashion. She's been in the fashion space and her style's always been such a big part of who she is and it's cool that you know you have clients that can trust you you know and it shows that you have an impact in what you do so instead of asking you what trends that you're into I'd like to know if you could just go back in time and bring something back Mm -hmm. what would it be and why
1: you know I don't it's hard to say because everything is always coming back full mm-hmm. circle. Like, it, it always ends up coming back around. And there's so many people with their own individual style that mm-hmm. are wearing that now. So mm-hmm. it's like, is it back? Is it a trend? Like, it, mm-hmm. that's it's so complicated because, in the words of Patricia Field, you don't really want to follow trends and you don't want to mm-hmm. make something too trendy because then it won't live on forever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know, it's it's interesting. I'm not really quite sure because I just appreciate everybody that is true to their own personal style. And that's mm-hmm. that's actually something I wish there was more of, if I was to bring back anything, is like more individuality. Right. Like instead of like what is everybody else wearing? I need to wear that or this is what people look like. Right. Somebody's still dresses like they're in the nineteen twenties. That's their personal style. And mm-hmm. right. I mean I know there's some things I, I would wish didn't come back like (laughs) oh my god a trend that I don't like is like like mom jeans (laughs) I I don't know like I'm just like why does everybody love mom mom jeans they're coming back uh, yeah they're really back and I was that was the most surprising it's interesting how cyclical fashion is. like You think you're done with something and then it just comes right back. Oh, I mean, I love the early 2000s. That is actually one. I'm so happy that came back. because yeah. that's like one of my favorite times. Mm-hmm. So you have a couple more
0: questions before yeah. we wrap. I wanted to ask you for those who are just
1: getting their start in the space. What's a piece of advice that you'd give them knowing all that you know now? You know, I just think for anybody that's trying to get into this industry, whether you're young or old, it's just kind of taking the time and being patient. I think a lot of people nowadays, they're just very eager to just climb up the ladder so fast. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it's just important to just learn as much as you can, work for different people. I'm still assisting, you know, and just interning or working for free. I, I mean, I can't even tell you the amount of free shoots I've done mm-hmm. just to learn and, and work with these people. Um, I just really would just advise any kids, because, I, I mean, I have little sisters, and one of them is 20, and the other one is is 22. And it's just like, you know, try to collaborate with people and, and just focus on your craft. Just keep making things and doing it and mm-hmm. putting yourself out there and working with other people in your world. Um, I know Issa Rae had, like, a really good uh, quote when she was like, try to network, like in instead Mm -hmm. of like worrying about networking up so much yeah horizontally yeah i remember i love that that was such good advice yeah because and these are the people that are going to grow with you so yeah i just um keep working and learning as much as you can and and just practicing and and it's going to happen i mean if you stick to something and you keep doing it it's going to work out yeah
0: y'all heard it here (laughs) y'all heard it here so what is to come for Nadia? Oh.
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you tell me.
0: Look at the crystal ball. I mean,
1: you have the scarf. You
0: know, you got <laughs> a scarf on today.
1: I just want to keep working, keep learning. Um, I'd love to costume design my own show or, you know, mm-hmm. my own film, you know, um, Ultimate goal, wouldn't win an Academy Award. I don't know, like the for best costume design. I mean, yes, like, speak it up, dream. And you know, it it will take time. I mean, that could happen for it happens for people in their fifties and sixties mm-hmm. and seventies. Like, there's no, there's no limit. Look at Ruthie Carter. It's, yep. Oh yes, of course. She's been in this in industry game. for. many years exactly Mm -hmm. yeah it it takes sometimes it takes time and it it should not feel rushed it should feel like you've built this long career for yourself and, and yes you deserve your honor
0: love so it speak it true. up i don't know speak <laughs> yes. it up Nadia. with hard work yeah. and you manifest, manifest it <laughs> yeah. yes well you're definitely on the right track and i wish you all the best <laughs> yeah. yes. thank you so
1: much i really appreciate
0: nadia thank guys, you so. for joining yes. us on dissole radio yeah, it was such so a great happy. conversation it was so great to learn a little bit more about you and and what you do if you want folks to keep up with you and all the work that you
1: will be doing How can folks keep up with you? My Instagram is my name, Nadia.Tulin. Website, same thing, NadiaTulin.com.
0: Hey, nice. And guys, that wraps up today's episode. If you like what you saw, you can keep up with us on our socials at D-E-U-X-S-O-L. That's at Jassol. You can also watch us on YouTube and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. If you can hear it, we'll We'll be on on it. Until next time, guys. Peace. Peace.